Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of BossCast Podcast, the official podcast for St. Pete Girl Boss. This podcast is where we get to chat with all of our amazing CEO up-level members. And today we have the beautiful Mandy Shulis. Very excited to finally get some one-on-one time. Um, Mandy is the owner and founder of Mandy Shoeless Coaching, where you take control of your fairy tale and rewrite your story. So Mandy, thank you for joining me. Uh, thank you for having me. I, uh, I'm so excited to come on today. <laughs> me too. I'm really like, if you've been to a Friday coffee before you might've caught Mandy speaking at a Friday coffee at the theater. And it was just so electric. So I'm really excited to like go a step deeper and talk about like business, personal, all the things. Um, so very excited. And why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about how you got into coaching and specifically like taking control of your fairy tale. I really like that piece of your intro. So tell us a little bit about how you got into it. Oh God. Uh, they, they joked that the entrepreneurship, but the life doesn't choose. You don't choose the life. The life chooses you. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I always viewed myself as a healer and a massage therapist and all those things. And I got tapped to do uh, a talk in Arizona. I don't know, I guess end of March. And I realized one of the things that I, I continually talked about was my history. Um, just kind of a FYI, you know, domestic abuse survivor. And I'm very open and honest about my story. But what I realize is story is what connects all of us. And, you know, I, I definitely am a coach. I did 16 years of massage therapy and God knows how many clients. So, yes, I've been a coach for many, many years, long before I got the certification, because I learned I, I heard some shit on that table. Let me just tell you. I believe it. <laughs> oh, my God. Like there there was a couple of wild stories, but uh, we won't get into that right now. But um, it was one of those things that I realized um, after I I left my, my ex-husband and I went through all the things I went through. I leaned back into massage therapy and then I had to retire because of nerve damage. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm woo attracted slash religious slash spiritual, whatever you want to call it. I just, you know, don't be an asshole and believe in the greater good is my main thing with my kids. (laughs) Love that. Um, and I'm also a big believer in there are no accidents and I know, and not to be super dramatic that I should have, I should have died. I should have died with the things that have happened. And, I know that if I'm still here, the universe isn't done with me. And I got to realizing that these incredible women don't ever speak about the things that happen to them, which it, that is why they have these incredible companies. They have these incredible stories. So that's a disconnect that I started helping women kind of unpack. Like, And it's wild to me because it's like I'm helping women that are stuck at six figures get to seven figures. Like that's my zone of genius. And it's because up here gets in your way because we have that tape of this is my story. This is my story. This is my story. And I was on a phone with a client at nine 30 last night. And I finally was like, what if you just turn the tape off? What if you start telling it it's full of shit? Like (laughs) you are the fairy tale. You're married to a wonderful man. Now it's been 20 years, all these things. I said, you're the only one thing standing in your way. And I do it from a place of love. But a lot of times nobody's ever told these women that like, what if you just choose not to acknowledge it anymore. Like, no, that's not who I am. That's in a nutshell, a very long-winded way of explaining. Um, I help turn the tape off. I, I help them decide you are in control of your story. And this is the messy middle, not the end. I love that. And I think it's really, really 
powerful and something you're totally right that we don't hear enough or we don't acknowledge enough or we don't talk about enough. Like who you are right now might not be who you are later. And it's damn sure not who you used to be. <laughs> so step into that I power. Like this version much better. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, I wasn't the same person I was three minutes ago. Let's be real. <laughs> so I, I love that. I think that is such a powerful message. And I know that we don't have, we have not have to go into it if it's a little bit of a trigger warning, but I know that you said that you had survived domestic abuse. And I know that there was a lot of things that you went through. And I think you, you put in your notes before this meeting that you, like your life kind of burned to the ground and you had to figure out how to rewrite your own story. So like, how did, how did you go from being in your story to realizing that you can rewrite it? Uh, Taylor, I wish you would have met my father. You probably, you may or may not have seen, I post a lot about my dad a lot. And my dad never, if I wanted to be a prima ballerina in the New York ballet or whatever, and I got a donk, like the likelihood of that happening is zero. But if I had said I wanted to, he wouldn't have told me I couldn't. He never told me I couldn't. It was always how, here's your end goal, work backwards. And I kind of made myself my own experiment. I was like, I know that this is not, I'm breaking cycles. I, I, my birth parents were also addicts. My grandparents adopted me. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you're putting yourself right back into what they fought to get you out of. And, um, I am also a very, very loyal and, you know, all those things person. So I took a long, hard look at myself and I was like, I really don't like where I'm at. I don't like who I am. Cause I know I can do better. And I threw myself into learning every single thing I could about um, domestic violence, about narcissistic abuse, about addiction, because my ex was an addict. Um, and I decided, I was like, I am not going to allow my daughter to have the same memories and the same things that I do. I'm not, I refuse. I absolutely mm -hmm. refuse. That's amazing. And it's so wild that you are mentioning this specifically in this episode, because today at Friday coffee, we were talking about the people that we don't want to be and the people that we refuse to be anymore or the people that maybe oh, wow. we were maybe we were grateful for, but that we don't want to ever see again um, or the situations that we don't want to be in anymore. So this is just like crazy aligned that we're talking about this specifically because it's just like you can be grateful, of course, and for the people that you used to be or the things that you went through, but it's also okay to be like, hell no to that ever again. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, and the, well, and the wild part was, is when I left my ex-husband, the only place I could afford was this shitty little apartment that they had shellacked granite on and called it upgraded. And it was funny because it was the last place that I lived with my birth mother. And I could see the apartment that I left when I was four years old. And I, again, am woo, universe will keep smacking you until you learn what you need to. Mm -hmm. I remember sitting there glass of wine. I told you I'm on vacation. Yes. Um, and I remember thinking, I was like, I see you. I see you universe. I got you. I'm right back where I started. Don't really need to get hit over the head with it like this, but apparently maybe I do. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yep. and I took it for what it was. I was like, okay, I'm literally right back where I started. How do I fix this? Yeah, absolutely. I get crazy reminders about that kind of stuff. Um, when I go back home to Oregon and I'm like, okay, like there's a lot here that I could unpack if I wanted to, but kind of like you said, like, what if you just switch it off? Like, what if I just, I'm here in Oregon not to relive all of this bullshit, but I'm here to just like 
enjoy where I am and enjoy the people that I have now and the family that I have around. And it's so crazy how like, you know, obviously there's benefits to going through that stuff and you need, you need to sometimes in order to heal, um, certain parts of yourself, but also there's things that you don't, you don't have to hold on to it. If you don't want to, you can just let it go with the breeze. And I think that's such a great message and one that's not talked about enough. One thing I always, I, it started by accident with a client who was going through a very similar situation. And what's funny about this client is this woman, I swore, didn't like me. We both had daughters, you know, same grade, everything else. And she just always looked like she'd smelled something bad when she saw me. I was like, I don't know what I did to you, but, and what it turns out is, and she told me this when she signed on with me, I was being brave enough to do what she couldn't is what she told me. And I asked her, and I've sent, I've done this with several clients since then. I was like, that baggage seems really, really heavy. And most of it really isn't yours anymore. Like, what if you just put it down? Mm -hmm. Like, what does that feel like? And it's, it's a game changer because nobody asks you that. You can put it on a shelf. Like if you really want to revisit, you'll know where it is, but you don't have to carry it with you every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that so much. People keep so much weight on their shoulders. Like they feel like it has to be a piece of their puzzle all the time in order to like keep the message and like the integrity and the story and the journey. Like I have to have it in my pocket all the time so that I know where I came from and I can like tell people where I've been, but you don't always have to have to keep that with you because it could be weighing you down. <laughs> um, so something that you mentioned too, um, about in, in these like answers was talking about your family life. And I know that you just mentioned like that you and that client both had daughters. So you mentioned a little bit about that balance, which not sure what that is, but I'd love for you to tell me about balance. <laughs> um, trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So balancing, you know, finding your, your purpose with what you do and, and coaching others and having, you know, these deep, intimate coaching moments with, people that maybe you've never met before or your that who are your clients now um versus your family life and balancing those two things together because they can both be messy and busy and a lot and take up a lot of your brain and your life and your space so tell me a little bit about like what you're learning through that process balancing your purpose and your family life well the thing about it is is i uh i i i I got successful very, very early on in life and I am very thankful on it, but I missed out on a ton of things with my daughter that I won't do with my son. Although I've come dangerously close a couple of times because it's easy to say yes to everything. Uh, in fact, the reason I picked the time was I knew he was going to be napping. Mm -hmm. So it, it's it, balance. Is, it looks different for everyone. And for me, it's not the scales being equal. It's go, 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 go oh shit, there's a wall that hurts. Done that before. Let's hit pause. And <laughs> you know, it's not necessarily being equal all the time. It's, mm -hmm. I know I'm a person that's very driven and I have these bursts of energy and, and yes, they help me up level. But for me, I also go, okay, here's the oh shit button. Like, and that's why I'm sitting here in Blue Ridge is because I knew I needed a chance to kind of get out of that adrenaline rush that I'm in all the time talking to people and just, be for a little bit. Like I don't go back to client facing work until I think August 7th. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Cause you need some time to yourself to like recoup and also like not, you know, as entrepreneurs, it's really hard to separate like yourself from your business a lot of times, but 
even like, especially if you are coaching others or working with others or have clients, you also need to give that same time and that same courtesy to yourself. Um, I mean, whether it's like an hour a day or you have, or you go out for a vacation or whatever, but like having that time to yourself as well is so important because as you're helping others work on themselves, you need to do the same. Yeah. That's the most powerful thing I think I learned as a coach was that you don't have to have everything figured out. In fact, Mm -hmm. you probably never will. So you may as well let that shit go. Mm -hmm. Um, You just have to be a little further along than the people that you're helping. And it might not seem like you're, you know, light years away from them, but that, that pivot, that um, perspective Mm -hmm. that you're able to offer the people that are coming behind you. I mean, imagine if you could save somebody a year in their business or five years in their business of struggle and, you know, disappointment and and whatever it's, it's very powerful. So that's, that's something that I'm learning is I, with all of my clients, I tell them what is working. I also tell them what is not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm very, very honest. Got to give them both sides of the coin, you know, you appreciate the good when you learn about the you have to change this and then you you can appreciate what you're doing right. I love that. So that I'm exactly exactly right. <laughs> yeah. I'm so I'm curious um one I know that you have a book so I want to hear a little bit about that too. Um Okay. But I'm curious just because this is like off the top of my head um if you have like one of a favorite potentially like transformational story from one of your clients. I'm putting you on the spot too. Oh. So <laughs> you can take a second to think about it. Oh, uh, okay. I actually, it's the same. It's the same client. The one that I really thought didn't like me for years. Um, okay. Just because I think she's been top of mind, which probably means I should check check on her. Just make sure she's doing great. But her ears are burning, spent, I'm sure. Probably, but uh, we spent six weeks together or actually, excuse me, six sessions, two and a half months, but six sessions. And every time, like I, I give deep dive homework. And I'm like, this is what your thing is. Don't try to do it all in one. Just think about it, marinate on it first, then then dive into it. And she was a different person by the time we were done. She was she was giving herself grace. She was laughing about it. She was excited about the opportunities instead of being scared. And I don't know if she's actually quit her job yet, but I know she was in the process of thinking about it. And she had enrolled in hypnotherapy school. And I still remember our first session. She's like, oh, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm like, really? Because you're about to be a single mom. So if you don't think you are now, Newsflash, you're going to figure it out real quick. Yep. (laughs) That'll throw you right into it. I think that's awesome. And I, well, one, I can't wait to hear about how the check-in goes because now I'm curious and I'm invested. Um, (laughs) But that's, it's so funny too, like thinking about things like that, where you're like, this person doesn't like me. Like you have just these like preconceived notions about like, how others are viewing you or how they're viewing your work or how they're like, they feel connected to you or not or whatever. Um, But it's interesting when those things happen more often than not, it's that you are like reflecting exactly what they need or what they are or who they want to be. And that, I mean, that happens with you and other people as well, but it's just like, it's wild how much we worry about stuff like that when in reality, it's, it's usually about the other person hundred percent. That's so something that I've tried to teach Ella for exactly because she's 12 and she's like, Oh, this person doesn't like me. It's like, no, it's actually really not about you. Just trust me. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Just if you take anything from this episode, it's probably not about you. So it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so a little bit about your book. I want to know about it. Tell us what it's called, what it's about, why you wrote it. 
Okay. Well, okay. So the actual book has not come out yet. This is a journal. Um, I started with the journal because my publisher threatened to come to Florida and kick my butt if I didn't finish it. <laughs> um, and she is now my business partner on top of that. So that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, she's one of those internet friends that I was like, Oh, I see you. I like you. And then we met in real life and it was just done deal. Um, so the story shift, it was so funny. I thought it was almost like divine intervention. I woke up at 2 a.m. and I was supposed to be finishing this, had no idea what I was going to be doing. And I was like, I love fairy tales. Like when people are like, oh, Disney, no, grim. Like <laughs> I love the 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 message and the messages and you know more than anything that things are not linear. You like you have to go through some, some shit to get to the the tiara and the big poofy dress. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've seen Amazon's version of Cinderella where she doesn't get married and she launches her own company, but if you haven't, you need to. <laughs> yes. Um so I wrote it I realized several weeks after it came out um my attorney, I had three attorneys that turned me down because I had covered my ex-husband's butt so well that there was no proof, no smoking gun. Um and my attorney was like, I need you to go back to the very first time you remember really knowing something was really wrong. Um, you know, whatever that looks like, whether it's, you know, an instance of abuse or whatever. And I went back and I found it and it's 18 pages long. And I realized it started actually before I met him, but the first instance with him was before we were even dating. So when I was going through the story shift, which is, you know, like I said, the book is coming out, but the journal um, is, is the starting point. Mm -hmm. It was because of the fact that there is a point as children always that it starts at where either you don't believe you're enough or you stop believing that you can have everything you want or somebody tells you that you need to wear a dress instead of the pants to church. That's a different story for another day. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there is a point in childhood and then there's that point in the middle where you start figuring out who you really are. But it's also where the the big pivot happens, something either traumatic or big or or life-changing happens. Um, and then the end of it, so that the story shifts split into three parts. The first part is focused on you as a child um, and reading these fairy tales, or I've debated doing a, a men's version where it's like G.I. Joe. I don't know. My oh, husband yeah. wants me to do a men's version. Um, and then the middle is talking about what's the big sticky thing that you don't talk about where where's where's the thing that you know set you on the course to where you are now but you don't address it mm -hmm. and yeah <laughs> and then the end which is really it's a lead in to some other things um that'll be coming out hopefully this fall but probably spring because i'm learning this thing called patience <laughs> um and <laughs> and then the end is talking about accepting where you're at now and maybe you're not crazy about it but it's not the end it's not you know i'm 40 years old and if I had accepted where I was in life at 34, 35, A, I probably wouldn't be talking to you because uh, I probably wouldn't be here. And then I wouldn't be with my husband. I wouldn't be sitting in the Blue Ridge Mountains. I wouldn't be, you know, sitting on the front porch, having a glass of wine at noon because it's my vacation. And I just wanted to work from anywhere for a while. And but it, it's that that third part is talking about if you don't like where you are, how are you going to change it? Mm -hmm. Can't just talk about it. And then like you can't like will it to change there has to be there has to be movement there has to be action rather than just thinking and words that's a really that's the most important step is putting it into action i love 100%. that and you know journaling is you probably know this already but manifestation a lot of times just writing it out changes your brain pattern mm -hmm. so journaling is super super you know important but there's a different prompt for every, I'll, 
if you don't have a copy, I'll have to send you one, but it's, I have different prompts and there's a lot of writing space and prompts. I think there's something like 57 prompts in there. That's awesome. It might be more. I forgot how many it is. Yeah. To try and guide people because it's scary. So knowing somebody has your hand and it's like, hey, no, been here, done this. Mm -hmm. Just come this way. Yeah. Makes a difference. And writing things down is so powerful. Like I know a lot of the things that I've worked through from like, I, whether it was like childhood trauma or like hard conversations that I couldn't verbally get out yet, um, things like that, like writing has been so powerful for me to move through those things because if I couldn't quite speak it yet, because I'm a very like emotional talker. So if I can't get it out with my words, I'm going to write my words before I can speak it. And I, this is also crazy because I told that story today just about like having a lot of trauma around finances and like just not, I was just very comfortable in like a scarcity space. So when I got with my boyfriend who was, who grew up very differently in terms of like finances and stuff, it was like very shameful for me to talk about it. And so I was like, I don't, this might be stupid for you to receive, but I need to write down how I'm feeling because I can't verbally tell you yet. And once I get to the verbal stage, like it'll be a lot easier, but I just need you to read these now and then have the conversation because I can't get it out yet. And so writing is just, I, I, connect with that so hard because writing is, can be so powerful for moving through things. Oh, a hundred percent. And, you know, kudos to you, not that you need an attaboy from me, but that self-awareness, most people don't even bother to figure out how they can get things out. Like there's, oh, I can't. Okay, fine. You can't do it this way. It goes back to what my dad always taught, taught me like, okay, Madeline, how? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. So um, before we wrap things up, I know that we talked a little bit about your journal and everything, but in terms of like coaching and just like how people can work with you and find you, I want to give you the floor to just tell people about all of your things. If you have like programs coming up, finding you on social media, all of that stuff, just let people know where they can find you. Well, lucky for my husband now, and I joke with him, his last name, Shulis, is super uncommon. So I'm like, thank you for the SEO boost for that. <laughs> um, so anywhere you want to find me, it's under Mandy Shulis. Uh, I actually, I don't need, Sandy knows this, but I don't think anybody else does. The story shift is being turned into a program um, cool. based on my journal. So that'll be coming out in October. It's a 90 day container and I'm really excited about it. Um, I don't think I have to, actually have to check. It's not up on my website yet, but again, mandyshulis.com. Um, really easy to find me pretty much anywhere because of that. <laughs> but, uh, I respond super fast to my Facebook and my Instagram because I, I love connecting with people and, Honestly, St. Pete Girl Boss has been a game changer for me. I thought it was silly coming from South Tampa and Sandy and I still don't know how I even ended up in the group, but it's been amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we're really happy and really grateful to have you. You bring such like a powerful energy to the room and to the group in general. So we love having you. And um, as for finding Mandy, um, I'm going to link all of her links in the show notes so you can directly find her website or Instagram, like all of that stuff. Um, and then for us, you guys know where to find us, stpetegirlboss.com and at stpetegirlboss on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I would be happy to connect with you. Um, and Mandy, thank you for chatting with me today. It was really fun to like finally get some one-on-one -on -one time. And um, I'm just grateful that you popped on during your vacation. Now, this is this is perfect, honestly. So thank you so much, Taylor. I really, I, I've been, enjoyed it a lot. <laughs>
Awesome. Well, we will catch you on the next episode and have a great day. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,